Hour number two. Let's roll, baby. It is the Plank Show right here on the Ref Sports Radio Network. I'm Josh Elmer. He is Connor Pasby. He is Chris Plank. He'll be alongside with us. I think in hour number three, uh, Plank has been busy talking to everybody, and he's gotten us some audio and availability from the Oklahoma offensive assistant coaches, which we just got to start ripping through it this hour. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. We got to just start hitting some of the coach audio that we have to share with you because, hey, that's I know it. That's what you want to hear in hour number two, which is presented by Allison Insurance. Real quick, though, off the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. Compared to past media days, what's the biggest difference that y'all have noticed so far? Outside of excitement level, is there something standing out more that might have been missing from the last several years? Well, keep in mind that I've been up here in the suites the last, I don't know, hour or so doing the radio show. But the half hour this morning that I was down there talking to the defensive coaches and in particular speaking with Jay Valai, you know, one thing that does stand out, and, you know, I made this remark to a couple of the the other media members here. They made the remark to me. They want to talk to us. And that is a little bit different. That has been a pivot. Not that every assistant coach for Oklahoma in the past has been, you know, stiff arm, no thanks, but at times you do kind of get that impression that, uh, why are we even doing this? They don't, they don't want to talk to us. They don't have the time for us. That's not the case right here, right now. The excitement for this season, the 2022 season, and just the assistant coaches, I think are, Digging, getting to talk to the media today. Getting, you know, digging, getting the opportunity to share some of their thoughts on how spring went, how the summer conditioning program with Schmitty has gone, what their expectations are for fall camp, while not divulging, okay, here's how I think this position battle is going to shake out, but here's, you know, five or six names that are in the running for it. I think the coaches are enjoying this morning and enjoying engaging with us and by proxy enjoying engaging with you the fan and that maybe seems i don't know insignificant to some people out there because again ultimately does that win or lose you football games no no probably not but uh it does i think speak to just where this program is at right now the excitement that surrounds this program and just the excitement for the 2022 season. All right, enough of that. How about Miguel Chavis? What did he have to say this morning? Here was Miguel Chavis meeting with the media. Uh, I think recruiting takes, um, I don't know what it takes. Uh, It's my first year. What what the heck do I know? Um, I love it because Oklahoma is an easy sell. And who Coach Venables is and who our guys are, man. Like, and just coming from Clemson and, and coming to Oklahoma, man, I've been I've been really blessed. The locker room that we have and the support from the fan base and the support from the administration. And so it's a really easy sell, you know, and, and when you're passionate about someone or something, it's just really, really easy to talk about. And so uh, it's fun. It's really, really fun. 
I love it. I probably have more fun than I should. Um, but at, at the end of the day, re recruiting is kind of the, the mode and the medium for where I get to come in contact with the guys that I'm going to be developing over the next four years and helping them grow into men that they're destined to be. And so I get to do that through recruiting, then that's awesome. But, yeah, we're, we're super excited. Coach Davis, talk about the progression of guys such as Ethan Downs and Reggie Grimes and maybe even Clayton Smith and uh, some of your other guys, how they've progressed and what are some big position battles. Well, no, yeah. So, I mean, there's there's battles. You know, Hayden uh, Hayden from Texas, Spanish Spanish minor. Um, there, there are battles. And there's going to be battles in every position. you gotta, you got to come out and prove it every day. And, you know, that nobody's, nobody's entitled to a job just because of what you did yesterday, what you did last year. And we know what's kind of unique about – my position group, you know, there's there's a lot of guys that have a lot to prove. You got a first-year position coach with a first-year head coach, uh, and, and a position group where there's a lot of guys vying for to run out the, on the field first. Um, and um, I don't have any favorites. I love all my guys the same. They'll all tell you that. And I really try to be equitable and fair, and allow their performance in their on and off the field to determine their playing time. I don't determine playing time. They do. And so um, they, they, they competed well in the winter. They competed well in the spring. They had a great summer. They had an unbelievable summer. And I'm super excited about uh, the competition starting up here in a couple of days. Miguel, do you have a favorite story, ball camp story, either as a player or as a coach, something you look back and kind of laugh back years later? Not that I can remember, but I did play D-line. <laughs> um, not that I can remember. Fall camp can be a grind for these players, yeah. though. How do you, maybe the middle part of the month, how do you push them through and say, okay, the game's still two weeks away, you put two weeks of hard work well, in? How important yeah, you don't worry about the game. Yeah. You just worry about the day. Mm -hmm. Man, worry about the day. Hey, listen, you know, make sure you, you eat breakfast. Hey, make sure you, you get your pads on. You know, make sure you... You weigh in. Our guys have to, they have to eat breakfast every day. There, there's, the meals are mandatory. you got to weigh in and out of practice. We can make sure we're monitoring. You know, the, this is healthy precautions, you know, like health precautions. You, make sure you, you do all the, the small things every day. And you just focus on the day and dominate the day. You know, just the game's coming. You know, every, you know, and recruiting is fun and the season's fun. We'll get here, but, man, today's the day. And we're about to start a fall camp, and everybody needs to have a great play and a great practice and a great meeting. And so I think for us, we've just, we've just learned to slow it down in a sense and be, be, have a laser focus on the day. And UTEP's coming. You know, unless the Lord comes back, UTEP's coming. All right, we're going to play UTEP. Um, but, but what happens between now and UTEP, you know, is, is the most important thing. And so I think that's the biggest thing. You, you, you try to keep a light wherever you can with your guys. You know, I was always blessed uh, when I had coaches. You know, we, you know you're in the grind. Everybody knows you're in the grind, man. It's a grind. And, uh, but they just find moments and pockets of time to connect with you and to keep it light and uh, just, to, just to humanize you. You know what I mean? And, and, and remind the guys, hey, listen, like, this is hard. Like, let's not shy away. Like, let's, let's, let's not neglect doing hard things like this is really hard there's, there's a reason why there's only few people that are navy seals it's not running a 5k we all like the 5k sticker this is not that you know this is this is hard every you know it's everybody loves football what you guys are doing this is some navy seal stuff and so i think 
inspiring them and, and keeping that in front of them and keeping their goal. Like, listen, there, there, there is no wins without this. So just don't neglect the daily process. It's a great question. I think the Lord yeah. could get tickets. Say it again. Could the Lord get tickets to They're the all his. <laughs> They're all his. <laughs> Thousand cattle and tickets, all his. What's uh, Is there a percentage this team is at with the install of what they need to know and, and where they need to be in this new defense, Miguel? Uh, I, I have no idea if I could, Chris, if I could give a, a percentage to that. Um, but it, it is, I'll tell you what, it is amazing to see the difference between what our guys, you know, naturally didn't know when we started in February or March and where they are at today. And it's been really, really encouraging as a position coach um, and to see all of our guys really labor and give themselves to the playbook. And just just maybe the change in defensive philosophy, if there is one. And, and then just one more real quick. You saw, well, you've seen Ethan Down since you got on campus, but to hear him talk at the ladies' clinic, to see him get that opportunity at Big 12 Media Days, what have you seen in his growth from when you stepped on campus? Yeah, I think a guy that's just more confident. You know, I think, I think um, what, I, what I try to challenge Ethan with is, man, I want you to see yourself like I see you. Mm-hmm. If you see yourself like I see you, you're going to be, uh, you're going to be a problem. And so... Uh, that goes for, for Reggie, that goes for Jonah, that goes for Brendan, that goes for Clayton, that goes for all those guys. You know, man, Marcus Striplin, are you kidding me? Marcus <laughs> Striplin, that's a different dude now. He's a different dude than, than when we showed up in January. And uh, for all those guys, man, just, just see yourself like I see you and see yourself like the Lord sees you and see yourself like your parents see you. And not, and not in some, you know, puppy dogs and, you know, golden retrievers, jelly beans way. But, like, have a great awareness as well. But have some confidence. I talk about my guys having an otherworldly confidence when they step on the field. And the confidence comes from your preparation. And it's your preparation that leads to the separation. And so that's going to come as you prepare. And so you're not going to have confidence. Uh, you are going to doubt yourself if you haven't prepared. But if you put the work in every single day, and, you man, you just believe the best about what you've done. You trust the process. Control the input. Don't worry about the output. Man, just go to sleep, and you'll be okay. Like, calm down, you know. And so that's the biggest difference I see from Ethan. I don't want to say that his chest is a little higher, but I just I see him being who he is. And as a position coach who plays a very, very, very small role in that, it's, that's, that's, really, uh, that's really encouraging. Ethan Downs, somebody that Oklahoma and Miguel Chavis appear to be very, very high on. Obviously, he was one of the attendees to Big 12 Media Days, which I thought was, on some levels, a little bit of a surprise, but definitely seems like that's someone that you should have earmarked for potential breakout star, potential breakout candidate for OU. We're doing opening T.O. of our number two. Let's keep hearing from the OU assistant coaches. I see you on the text line complaining. God forbid we come out to OU Media Days and don't just for three straight hours only play assistant coach audio. There's always got to be one. Always got to be one person complaining. Hey, get back. Play the coach's audio. Okay, I hear you. We'll do that next. It's the Plank Show. Josh Elmer hanging out with Connor Pasby. Right here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. Hour 2 brought to us by Allison Insurance. Josh Helmer on the Plank Show here alongside Connor Pasby. Connor, I, I I do this sometimes when we're hanging out doing the show together. How was your night, man? Did you have a good Monday evening? 
Yeah, I actually got a glimpse of the Sooner Vision on ESPN Plus. So myself, I went back and watched OU Tennessee in 2015. I'm not gonna lie to you. I fast forward till the third quarter and watch from there. How about your night? It was good, man. Uh, I did not make use of Sooner Vision on ESPN Plus just ne- uh, just yet. Was it pretty cool? I mean, what else was on there? Yeah, so it has a few um, different types of 30 for 30s, but just a lot a flashback of games on there. So there's plenty of old OU games they can get to. you got the 2000 National Championship you can also watch on there. And then when we get ready for season, there going to be so many games on ESPN+. Plus. I think it's a great deal for OU Athletics for on ESPN+. Plus. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I need to check that out today as uh, I'm working through some of this Oklahoma Media Day audio. We'll hear from OU running backs coach DeMarco Murray before long here. Uh, I do want to share a little bit of new safeties coach Brandon Hall with you and then Oklahoma offensive coordinator Jeff Levy before we get to DeMarco Murray. But I did just want to pass this note along. This is from Parker Thune. On uh, freshman running back Gavin Sachuk, quote, He is very fast. I think he's the fastest guy on the team, him or Jaden Rowe, end quote. That's DeMarco Murray talking about freshman, true freshman running back, Gavin Sawchuk. And let's pair that with this quote from offensive coordinator Jeff Levy on Eric Gray. Quote, the running back room is going to start with EG, Eric Gray. Could not be more excited about where he's at and what he's going to be able to do for us this fall, end quote. So there you go. You got Jeff Levy saying, okay, Eric Gray's the guy, basically. Eric Gray's the guy that we're going to start with. We'll see beyond that. And yet, man, I see that quote from DeMarco Murray about Gavin Sawchuk and his speed. Assuming that physically he he's, you know, in DeMarco Murray's opinion or Jeff Levy's opinion and you know mentally too he's obviously got to pick the playbook up all of that sort of stuff but man if Gavin Sachuk physically is ready for college football and division one football in the big 12 to not put that type of speed on the field a little bit I would say you have to expect it I mean when you can get a track star like Sachuk on the field in your backfield and it can be one cut gone electricity then that's a dimension that maybe nobody else really in this OU backfield has. I also think Javante Barnes is going to seriously factor in there, Connor. So the running back room, to me, is a fascinating group as fall camp is upon us. Well, and that, that was one of the positions that some people were worried about. So after what DeMarco had to say, said that Sawchuk's uh, one of or not the fastest player on the team, if he's saying that, you're going to be able to find a spot on the field for Sawchuk at times and – if Eric Gray can get involved in the passing way or in the passing game, that's going to be electric for that running back room. And yeah, you just mentioned you can't forget about Javante Barnes too, the true freshman. So I think the running back room is looking quite good for the Sooners, just based on what or Demarco Murray was talking about today. Would you like to hear a little bit from new safeties coach Brandon Hall? Let's do it. Let's do just that. Here was again. Brandon Hall, Oklahoma's new safeties coach. Well, first, they're good people. Um, I think they love football. I think they love to compete. They've done an unbelievable job for Coach Smith this summer. 
Um, you know, and I, I just I think they continue to grow together, you know, as a group, and, and that's my job to continue to, to, to cult, cultivate that, that relationship and that trust and that, you know, and obviously that, that there's a willingness to learn, there's an eagerness to compete, there's just they want to get better, they want to they be successful, and those are all traits that you have to have to be successful, and uh, that to me has been the, the most refreshing, but at the same time, you know, when you spend time with them away from football, there there's there's another side to them as well, you know, where they're, you know, I know we see them as football players, but at the same time, they're people. They got girlfriends. They like to play video games. They go to class every day. Um, you know, they're just they're good. They're good people, man, and they and they want to know you and they want to know what you're about. And I think that's the biggest thing in college football and, and just in life in general anymore because you know these cell phones and everything that's going on in their lives. Um, you got to find time, man. There's got to be a, there's got to be a, a, a balance between football and life and trust and, 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 and investing in people. And I think that's you know one of the big messages that Coach Venables has really portrayed on us is is, is it's, it's got to be about relationships. And these guys got to know you care. Key Lawrence and Billy Bowman both had great springs. Has that did that continue through the summer? Did you see what you wanted to see? Out of those yeah, I, you know, to me, the summer's all about being where you're supposed to be doing what you're supposed to do, growing in your, and, and, and obviously having that time by yourself, so to speak. You know, the hardest thing I think in, as you get to college is being is time management, you know, and, and understanding that, you know, you're, you're an adult now and you, you got to get out of bed and you got to, you know, the hardest, you know, the hardest test you got to pass every day is the alarm clock. You know, if you can pass that test, then everything else is pretty easy. Um, and and I, so far, so good. Those guys have showed up every day and they've worked, you know, they've worked hard and then they're off time. They've, you know, they've got in the film room on their own and, and, and really tried to, to get into to understanding the schematics and, and the football piece. Um, and, you know, so far it's, it's been good for them. How far specifically has Billy come on mentally just kind of grasp with a new position, not something he's played at the collegiate level yet? I, I think he's done a really good job. You know, he's, he's confident and he's got a great desire. Um, you know, everybody knows he's athletic, he's explosive. He has all the traits of being a great football player and, and, and – I mean, he shows up every day hungry, ready to work, and, and uh, I, I expect Billy to do great things at Oklahoma. I really do. I, I think he's got a great temperament, and, and uh, he's, he's very confident, very quiet, but at the same time, he's, he's, he's going to be a good football player. He, he loves the game. You mentioned that confidence. Was there any sense when, when you arrived of kind of having to rebuild that up a little bit just because due to injuries elsewhere in the depth chart, he got moved around a lot last year, which put him in some – not necessarily. I mean, they've been extremely successful here, you know, and, and I, I think for him, it's me getting to know his personality, him getting to know my personality, and, and just there was, you know, just there's there's always a, 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 you know, in change, there's always a time in there where you're still trying to figure out each other and how to communicate, um, you know, non-verbally as much as verbally, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, any anytime, you know, whether you're a quiet guy or a loud guy or whatever that is, really understanding those cues of, you know, and, and I think that's where we've made the most growth. But the, since the day that I stepped on campus, Billy's, I mean, he's done nothing but really good things. He's a really good student. Uh, again, he does a lot, he's a leader in the weight room. He's, you know, he's always competitive, trying to be the best that he can be at everything that he does. And like I said, he's a great person. We've heard nothing really but positive things about the athletic potential for a Billy Bowman, Billy Bowman who physically looks better than ever this offseason. I mean, he looks, uh, I don't know, he, he looks like a Roman warrior or something this offseason, but we've heard nothing but amazing things from the Denton Ryan product, and now 
you kind of get the impression, Connor, that Billy Bowman may be alongside Key Lawrence, that potentially that could be that duo right there, your starting safeties for Oklahoma. We'll see how Justin Broyles factors in. I mean, is he your starting nickelback? Uh, where does maybe a Trey Morrison or some of these other uh, transfer guys, how do they factor in? But, I mean, Billy Bowman, Key Lawrence, you like it? Safeties to start? Yes, yes, I do, Josh. Those are the two big ones for OU, and I know I saw that Instagram picture a while back with Billy Bowman. He's really hitting the Schmitty workouts in a great way, so I think he's going to be a big guy to step up, and you can already tell that back in me today with Brent Venables talking about him, now Brandon Hall. I think this is going to be a really good year for Billy Bowman, and they just confirmed that we'll probably see him mainly at safety, so Billy Bowman won't have to be going back and forth from free safety and safety spot, so He'll be settled at safety, and I think that'll be a great position for him and expect a great season out of Bowman. Well, for both Bowman and Key Lawrence, remember Key Lawrence, they tried him out a little bit at corner, and it did not go well for Key Lawrence. I mean, had been you know good at safety and then flipped him over to corner and got torched a little bit. So for both Bowman and Key Lawrence to just have that resolution of hey i'm playing safety and that's where i'm going to be and you you know that it's concrete hey i am one of the safeties and probably there's a really good chance that billy bowman and key lawrence are your two starting safeties for oklahoma let's flip it over to the offensive side of the football what did ou's offensive coordinator jeff levy what did he have to say today as uh, he opened it up the conversation offensively for Oklahoma from OU Media Days. Yeah, I, I think the thing that he's done has been exactly who he is. You know, he's been very intentional on creating relationships and making sure that everybody in the locker room knows who he is as a person. And so he's done a great job of that. You know, the thing that we're looking for coming into into fall camp is taking care of the football. You know, operating at a really high level. Those are the two things to me that are that are most important. The ball's the only thing that matters, so take care of the rock and we're going to be in good shape. Okay, let's go to Eric Bailey. Coach, good morning, Coach. Good morning. I want to ask you, at the end of spring, Brent mentioned quarterbacks and looking for more quarterbacks to add to that room. Since then, you've added a couple yeah. in Davis and Jim in general. Can you talk about those two, what they bring to the program, and how important it was to add those two to that room? Yeah, it, it was incredibly important. You know, I think what what's still um, – a little bit concerning as we sit here today and we've got one guy that's, you know, throwing a bunch of footballs in, in live action. Now, Davis has got some action, which I thought was huge, being able to add that to the room. And then General, you know, in the in the same light, has played some, some college ball at a much smaller level. But those guys know how to work. They know what it means to be a quarterback. They've got great presence about them. They've done everything the right way. So excited about getting on the grass with them for sure. James Hale. Hey, Jeff, your, your overall speed on the offense, I'm curious what you think. There's a lot of people, because you don't maybe have a Hollywood or somebody, but do you have good speed on your offense or enough speed to get your offense going? Yeah, we, we do. Uh, as we sit here today, we're always going to want to be faster. I, I think that's something that is absolutely critical as we move forward. Uh, foot speed is going to be a huge deal with who we are and, and how we play, uh, but we definitely, we've got enough in the room to go get done what we want to get done for sure. Coach, uh, your quarterback, Dylan, arm strength sometimes is overhyped. We know there are so many other things there. But in terms of, of his arm strength and what you want to do, 
is it what you want, or do you have to compensate and do other things? No, I, I think one of the greatest things that, that Dylan does is throw the deep ball. You know, I, I think if you look at all of his throws on tape and you, you go back to his freshman year, sophomore year, and then before he got hurt last year, he can push the ball down the field. So he's got great touch on it, understands how to get the ball out of his hand a little earlier if he needs to, but uh, that's actually that's the strength of his for sure. Yeah, Jeff, how's the relationship with Bill Budenbow going, and how important is that chemistry between you, offensive line coach? Yeah, no, it's, it's one. It's the relationship is great. You know, Bill recruited me when I was coming out of high school, so we've got a, we've got a ton of history, and you know, a lot of people don't know that, but again, got a ton of history. We've had uh, man had a lot of fun getting going. Uh, again, got great rapport, got a great relationship. He's the best old line coach in the country, bar none. So, dang glad he's in the room. Jeff, in terms of um, the install for training camp, uh, you guys start this week. Uh, I presume it was a pretty good pace in the spring. Uh, Coach Gundy called it like learning Portuguese. Yeah. But uh, has that pace maintained? Do you have to give them time to absorb it? And then does it pick up again now where you're kind of force-feeding them a little bit? Yeah, we, we're, we're applying pressure from an install standpoint. You know, we want to uh, make these guys strain as much mentally as physically. Um, while putting them in positions of success as well. So it's a fine line. Our guys, we got a smart football team. We got guys that understand football um, and guys that love learning and love getting better when they're not on the grass. So that's that's a huge part of it. It's a credit to them that we're able to go go as deep into it as we are, as fast as we are. Okay, over this side, second row, Brandon Brown. Hey, uh, so the running back room is it's fairly young, really young actually, with you know Eric Gray's pretty much the one guy that's got a lot of experience. Yeah. Marcus Major's back, and you got Gavin Solchuk, Javante Barnes. Can you talk about that room, uh, the talent in it? And, uh, you know, Marcus Major's been injured, you know, hitting this and stuff like that. But can you talk about his growth since you guys arrived in January to, you know, now? Yeah, the, the room is going to start with EG, obviously. Eric's done an unbelievable job. I've said this uh, since being around him for five days. The guy's a pro. Everything he does is, is in a professional manner. So could not be more excited about where he's at and what he's going to be able to do for us this fall. Marcus is, you know, it's all about consistency for him. I think everybody understands when he's gotten opportunities, he's done a really good job. And so excited about where he's at. He had a good summer. And then the two young guys, obviously, Javante was here in the spring, had a really good spring for a young guy just getting into it. And Gavin's incredibly talented. We were talking about foot speed earlier, and, and he's got it. So. Excited about that room, maybe not a ton of production or experience from a depth standpoint, but guys that are that are capable and willing for sure. So excited about all those guys. Yeah, Jeff, the, uh, your path student assistant early as, as a undergrad here, are you going to see more and more guys take that path because so many people sort of been successful doing it? Yeah, I, I think it, at the end of the day, man, if, if there's a guy inside the room that wants to do that or that comes to us, you know, I, I think it's our responsibility as coaches to be able to, to learn those young guys and bring them along and give guys an opportunity. That's the only reason I'm standing here today is because I got that chance. And so with that being said, you know, we're always looking for guys that want to help and, and do a great job every single day. So I, I think there's great value in that for sure. There was Oklahoma offensive coordinator Jeff Levy. What about the head football coach? Brent Venables just finished up on the podium from here at Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium. 
What did the head football coach have to say on OU Media Day? We're sharing it in its entirety with you next. It's the Plank Show right here on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Home of Suna fans, Josh Elmer alongside Connor Pasby, Chris Plank as well. Taking a T.O., Brent Venables. Let's hear from the head football coach next. Are we back, Connor? Are we live? We are live. Live. Welcome to OU Media Day. We are high above Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium on the east side as Brent Venables has just wrapped up his conversation with the media. Now, uh, as you might imagine, went a little long, a little, uh, I, I, I've actually, I like what Dean Blevins said on the, uh, on Twitter. I was kind of following along what guys react. A little bit more subdued from Coach Venables, a little bit of a softer approach, and there has been, as you could tell from hearing, let's see, you guys just got done listening to Jeff Levy, correct? Is that right, Connor? Yep, we did. Yeah, we just got that okay. part done. Yep. So we, you've heard from all the defensive assistants that, you know, we, we kind of did our best to talk to and try to talk about individuals. Um, you heard from Jeff Levy. I'm going to try to slide in here a couple of the assistants on the offensive side, right, because – we still haven't heard from Coach Beatonbow. We still haven't heard from uh, Coach Gundy, uh, or well, I guess any of the offensive guys, right? Am I in my understanding as I was like two ships passing in the night with Josh Helmer? Yeah, so we don't have uh, okay. Yeah, uh, Demarco Murray too, and uh, Finley. If you didn't mention Finley, oh, you, so you've already done Demarco and Joe John, or they're coming up? Coming up. That's what I meant. Yeah, we oh, ha- okay, we, ha- we haven't got to them yet. So here's here's just to lay it out. Here's what I want to do. Josh is going down to talk to players. I want to play DeMarco and Joe John so we can react to them. But before we do, there has been one thing that I guess in a lot of ways kind of typifies a media day, and I don't know what I expected, and I don't know. Um, I'm not surprised, and it's not a bad thing, but there there has been – a hesitation to go too in-depth on certain individuals, right? Um, you're going to hear in uh, the conversation with DeMarco Murray, it's probably, believe it or not, of all the conversations that we've had, DeMarco went as in-depth as anyone on individuals. And he was specifically asked about him, and, and, and we'll get to the Eric Gray here. Are you set to play this, Connor, or do you need me to? Yes, sir, I got him. Yep, I got okay, him okay, all okay. up. So, Okay, so real quick, before we get to DeMarco Murray, there's been one common theme, and, and this is kind of my first chance to, to jump on from being down there at Media Day. And uh, after we get done with Brent Venables, which will be about 1130, I'll split it up. We'll get two segments out of it to kick off the 11 a.m. hour. So tell a friend or two or ten that the ref has Brent Venables coming up at 11 a.m. and then some players to wrap things up. But, you know, there's there's been a real hesitance to point out one individual. And... In a lot of ways, Brent Venables has kind of challenged us, if you will, to say, you'll see, you'll know. And I thought that was interesting. I thought that was a really cool way to go about, you know, building up a guy and not necessarily feeling like he had to go over the top and mention an individual because the thought is, hey, I mentioned an individual. I might be leaving someone out. Someone might get shorted. So, with that in mind, here at 1044, I, I jumped in a little bit with DeMarco Murray. Get a few questions for you here at the end. I think uh, I'm trying to make sure I give all proper credit here because it's a dog pile, but not a bad one. 
So I think you get a little Dylan Buckingham in here. Um, I, I think Eddie was with me as well. I spent a lot of time kind of following around Eddie, as you could tell from the defensive hut. It was just the timing of it, to be honest with you. Um, but here's Brent Venables, and he's or, excuse me. Here's Demarco Murray, and he starts the conversation with Eric Gray and how he feels about what Eric Gray has been and meant to this team. You know, he, he's a total package, and, and our relationship is great. Um, you know, I got to constantly challenge him and find ways to challenge him because he's like having another coach in there. Um, you know, just learning this system, um, it took him about two weeks, and I was still learning it. So um, I, I know whenever I come in, into those meetings, man, I got to be on point because he knows. I can, I can promise you that he knows inside and out. He knows the system. He knows the offense. But that's just the kind of player that he is. That's just the kind of guy that he is. And that's why he's had so much success because he understands the system, not only what – his job is, but also with the offensive line's job, with the quarterback's job, and also the other skilled guys as well. How big can Gavin be for you guys going forward long term? Huge, huge, man. We're, we're excited about Gaff, man. He, he's done a, a great job, and he's had a really, really good um, offseason program with Schmitty. And like I said, um, when, when those guys are working out, I know it's, it's full go. I know how, how it is for June and July, but I like, kind of let those guys be because I trust Schmitty. You know, with with all of my guys, obviously, you know, he, he's one of the best in the business, if not the best. Um, but Gavin's had a really good um, summer, and we're, we're excited about him. How big is it having Bentavious, someone who knows the offense, what to expect, and what's he? what have you seen early on? I know he came late, but what's it been like having him in that room? It's been good. You know, Bentavious is a quiet kid, um, great kid. And, um, you know, when you when you can add a veteran presence in our room, obviously we've got some young guys. But when you can add a guy who's played in the system before he understands the system, um, it's huge. It's huge, and um, it lets you kind of rely on on his playmaking capabilities because, again, a lot of our guys, obviously Javante, Gavin, these guys just got here, and they're still learning the system. Um, and then, obviously, Todd Wee Walker as well is learning the system, but he actually picked it up extremely fast as well. So um, just a- adding Bentavious, um, it's, been a, it's been a great mixture you know, for our guys. I asked some of the other assistants the same question. Do you have a favorite fall camp memory, something that happened either as a player or early on as a coach? Just a favorite, something that makes you smile when you think back at it. Um, like me individually? Yeah, when you I played? personally. Um, yeah. That's a good question. Um, I think when it was over. <laughs> I think when it was over, the last day of, of camp, you know, but no, they've always done a great job at obviously working and grinding, and, you know, that's what training camp is about. You know, it's about, you know, um, you know, putting in that work, man, and, and like I said, this is the foundation. You're laying that foundation. Obviously, you've already laid it, you know, throughout the course of spring, winter workouts, and, and Schmini and whatnot, but again, we got to come in ready every single day to compete at a high level, And um, but they always used to bring some ice cream trucks out there every now and then, so hopefully we can get that out. Coach Murray, can you talk a little bit about how Javante Barnes has been progressed since he stepped on campus in January? Uh, Javante has done an unbelievable job, you know, since he came here in January. I'm very proud of him and where he's at, um, you know, so he, he's a big, fast, you know, strong-looking kid, and, um, you know, he, he's doing everything that we've asked him to do. Um, he's, he's put on some, some great muscle mass, and um, he handles himself well. You know, he's a quiet guy, um, but, you know, he has he has a chip on his shoulder at all times, but he works extremely well with others, and I'm um, just happy to have him here. Is it a different kind of blocking for these guys that they've had to learn this year? Oh, uh, no, no. I think, you know, for us, just how we run our system and what Levy has, has been able to do, um, you know, we're going to experience a lot more lighter boxes. So, um, you know, you talk about a guy like Eric Gray, um, that it's not going to take much, you know, for him to get to that second level and, and, and hopefully, you know, 
eclipse a lot of big runs for us. So um, the system's been great, man, and we're learning it, you know, every single day. But again, we got to continue to push our guys, you know, and uh, make sure that mentally, physically, emotionally, we're ready to, you know, withstand and and you know until a grueling season. I know a lot of guys have asked about certain individuals, but how has Marcus done? How's Marcus Major been? He's been good. He's been good. You know, as I've always said, man, he's 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 a he's a favorite of mine. Um, obviously, I love all my guys, and I treat them all the same. And um, you know, you want the best for all of them. You know, but he's always a kid that I'm constantly rooting for because he's he's been here for a while and he works his tail off, and you know, he deserves it. And I know we can't talk about specific recruits or anything of that nature, but how fun has it been to see the momentum of July for this program and for your room? It's been great. It's been great. Um, you know, as we talk about, we're always trying to add depth and we're always trying to be competitive and, and get the right guys, not necessarily the most talented guys in certain situations. You know, the talent is obviously important, but, you know, character um, and, and, you know, just how they mesh and gel with our team and our players now. So we, we've done a good job. But There you go. DeMarco Murray talking all things Sooners. Quick break. When we come back, we'll hear from Joe John Finley to wrap up our number two, and then Brent Venables coming up. Uh, in fact, we'll bring you the full BV presser. We'll break it into two parts, so that way uh, we can get our breaks in, and you won't miss a single thing with what the head coach of the Sooners had to say coming up at 11 a.m. right here on The Ref. All right, well, let's hustle here. Let's get to Joe John Finley, Brent Venables' full presser coming up. At 11 a.m. here on the Home of Sooner Fans, Chris Plank with you. Josh will rejoin us live from Gaylord Family, Oklahoma Memorial Stadium as Sooner Media Day. Take Sooner Stage 2 tidbits of breaking news. By the way, Juan Soto has been traded to the Padres, and the Miami Dolphins have been dinged a first-round pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. Did they even have that pick? And a third-rounder in the 24 draft, Stephen Ross has been suspended through October 17th after a league investigation around the tanking allegations. We've been all in today on OU football, and I kind of had a chance to almost sit there and watch our boy Parker Thune go one-on-one with Joe John Finley, and they started talking a little crouton. I do. I know exactly what Coach Venables expects in a, in a player. It's not just watching film. This guy's a good football player. Let's offer him a scholarship and get him here. You know, it's, it's all the details of talking to the head coach, talking to the counselor, talking to mom and dad, talking to friends, talking to girlfriends, whatever it is. Let's find out everything we can possibly find out about this guy. And if, if this guy runs a 4-6 and has every intangible, he, he's a winner. And this guy runs a 4-5 and he's missing part of that, he'd rather have the guy that's – because people win for you. And at the end of the day, that's what he's built this whole program on. And when you have really, really good people – that are they got to be good enough? Don't get me wrong, they got to be good enough. But if, if you got really really good people, they're they're, they're going to win for you. Now you got to be pretty selective in the recruiting process because I mean you're talking about one maybe two takes a year every single year at the tight end position. So uh, when you're going about that process, when you're watching the film, when you're evaluating, is there any semblance of a checklist that you go through as to what type of player is going to fit your mold, what type of tight end you're looking for at the University of Oklahoma, or is it just kind of a case-by-case, take it as you see it, we see a guy that looks like an Oklahoma football player to me type of thing? It's a case-by-case deal, and it all comes back to the mentality. Now, they got to be an athlete. Like, if I see a guy playing wildcat quarterback, running back, slot receiver, safety, defensive end, man, I get really excited because, one, he knows football. And like I said, they do everything on the football field on the offensive side of the ball. They got to know 
they got to have a pretty good idea of, of the concepts of football. If it's just eight tight end, I, now I got to really, I got to dig in and say, hey, does this guy know football? Can he can he do all these different things that we're asking him to do? Can he learn it and do it fast? Because obviously we're going to play fast. It's not like he's got 40 seconds to sit there and analyze. He doesn't get to go in a huddle and, and all that good stuff. And so, just trying to find the guys with the right mentality first because there's tight ends in the NFL that are 6'1", 225 pounds. There's Gronk that's 6'7", 270 pounds. They're both really, really good tight ends. Um, and so I, I have I don't discriminate against anybody's size. I just I want guys that can do everything. Now, I think from the casual observer's perspective, you're looking at it strictly from the perspective of a fan. You see Braden Willis, you see Caden Helms, you see Llewellyn, you see Parker. Uh, the former two seem like more the guys that would split out wide if you need them to. The latter two seem like more inline guys. Uh, is that something that you're cognizant of as a coach? Is that something where, you know, the guy's in his bag here, I'm going to let him be? Or are you trying to cultivate versatility across the entire room regardless of uh, what the perception is about a certain player? Always trying to find that versatility. But uh, like I said, there's all different kinds of tight ends. And so if a guy is absolutely dominant at something that he does, I like him. I like him. I want that. <laughs> There you go, Joe John Finley. Good stuff. We'll have more from OU Media Day with Brent Venables uninterrupted coming up next hour right here on The Ref.